this kind of this game kind of reminds me of oh yeah today on Alright, so I'm Pulse109, everybody. Welcome. It's great to see you. I mean, have you listening after the fact? Cause this no, is no. Pre-recorded. I, I see them. Oh, shit. How are you doing <laughs> that? GP, can you see them? Can I see what? Okay, we're good. So, welcome, everybody. I'm Pulse109, and I'm joined today with my good friends, Werewolf and GP. Werewolf, say hi. Hi. And GP, say hi. Can I see? Can I see what? Okay. Hi. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Today we're going to talk to the imaginary audience because they're not right here now, except for Werewolf. You can see them apparently. Um, yes. We're going to talk about spirits. And Jake. And Jake. Oh yeah, where is Jake? Anybody know where Jake is? Yeah, I heard he was. Uh... He had relocated to, to France to join their newest Cirque du Soleil called Salade des Temps. I thought, I thought he was now the, becoming like the new Canadian voice for Batman because Kevin Conroy was like, look, I can't, I can't translate to Canadian anymore. See, I heard he picked up ventriloquism and he had a gig tonight that just kind of clashed with our recording time. Well, if he was really good at throwing his voice, he could do both. Yeah, he's got a point. Somebody want to get him on the phone? Uh, it's it's not important. Screw it. Everybody, we're going to talk today about spiritual successors. Now, if you look online, like I was doing, trying to find ones that I didn't really know about, I didn't have a lot of luck. You know, there's a lot of things like Fallout and stuff that I've never played, but there's a lot of overlap in games, and we're probably going to discuss a few of them. I didn't want to rehash the stuff that you'll see in a lot of videos or articles, so today we're going to talk about basically personal experience so yeah i want to talk about let's 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 try to agree on a definition because again it's just like retro anything that you talk about everybody's got a different definition of it for me it's basically an homage or homage or homage however you want to pronounce it home age um there's stuff that people like to play enough that they either make another version of it or it inspires another version. Sometimes it's the same developers making not quite a sequel, but something along the same vein. I've seen, I've seen people call it love letters to, or, you know, digital love letters to a past media. There's, there's different ways to describe it. Some people consider it only by the same devs. Others consider it fan-made games, you know, so even ROM hacks and stuff could be spiritual successors in some way. Uh, Maybe not so much for me, because it's, I don't consider it kind of canon, but at the same time, if they're not the same franchises, it doesn't really matter. Uh, GP, what about you? What would you consider a spiritual successor for a game? I would say things that have a kind of a through line, but otherwise really don't have much in common. Like, the, you know, kind of kind of throwbacks or on the nose, kind of like tip of the hat. Does that make sense? Kind of like, I see you. And then we're incorporating that into what we're doing here and now. Yeah, I like that. That's okay. very succinct. I like it. How about you, Werewolf? To me, it's like a, just a game that's 
intended to be very much in the same vein of another game that was of a different IP. Oftentimes by a different studio, but not always. Just most of the time. Okay. So, you know, there's some flexibility is what I'm getting out of the both of you here. So, fair to fair to say? Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. when something's billed as a spiritual successor, it doesn't necessarily mean it is. Right. Yeah. Especially if it's not made by the same dev. So Sometimes when it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if like the if the idea was so good but the original flopped. Or if the original dies and then later on they find another game that's similar and then they line up a series of toys in front of the second game and the game points out the right toys, then you know. You know what? I think I know. That's how they here. pick the Dalai Lama. <laughs> I thought Spiritual it was... successor. I thought you were going to refer to my, you know, trade school student council, but okay, that makes more sense. Um, what? Never mind. Let's let's just go on. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about it today. Let's say, uh, what's one of your earliest memories? I don't care what console, what generation, whether it's retro or if it's only five years ago, uh, which may be retro to some people. I'm not going to judge. We're not going to touch that subject today. Again, but... What's the earliest memory, say, okay, Werewolf, what would you say is the earliest one where you've played and you realize this is kind of like a spiritual successor, not so much a sequel, but it either someone told you, you read it in a magazine, or you just got the heebie-jeebies and said, this is scratching the same itch. Uh, what's, what's the game that really stuck out for you for that, the earliest one? Gosh, probably for me, the earliest one would be, it's going to be a little weird, but when I played Worms for the first time, uh, it okay. reminded me of an old computer game that I had used to play with a friend of mine. We'd go to his house. He had a computer. And we'd fire up Scorched Earth. I don't know if you guys ever played that or have even heard of it. But it was basically tanks shooting at each other. And they could move a little bit, not a ton. And the idea was basically your tank is in a spot and you're trying to blow the crap out of the other tank on the map and not die. You know what? That premise alone sells it to me. <laughs> you ever you ever play that GP? No, no, I haven't played that at all. We might have to. You might have to reference this in Discord or something. I want to check this out later. But anyways, tell me tell me a bit more about it. Scorched Earth worked a little bit differently from Worms in that Worms has weapon drops that just kind of happen now and then throughout the battle in random positions on the map. So your worms kind of have to mosey over to them but they're a lot more mobile <laughs> the worms are far more mobile than the tanks were the tanks essentially it was depending on how well you did in that match you would earn money between rounds Ooh. so that you could buy weapons build your loadout for the next match sweet okay I'm i'm digging this already so there was just there were a ton of different types of weapons that you know, some were random as hell and would often backfire, and some were just way overpowered. And even if you used it a little wrong, there was no way you were going to miss. It was <laughs> all over the board. It just depended on how much money you were willing to spend or save up between rounds and stuff like that. So instead of just basically finding everything on the battlefield like worms or starting off with the same stuff, then you actually get to uh, build yourself up for the next one. Yeah, and honestly, I'm pretty sure that Worms is not too much newer than Scorched Earth, but I never really dug into them to see age differences when they were both originally published, anything like that. 
See, I I don't know which if I played the original Worms first, but I remember the first time I played a Worms game. That was in junior high in the college computer lab, or the college, the, the junior high computer lab. And junior high for me is like grade seven, eight, and nine, because we do things different here. So whoever put that on there, thank you. Also, somebody also snuck Leisure Suit Larry on the uh, the network drive somehow, and I thought that was pretty awesome too. <laughs> okay, so yeah, <laughs> looks like Worms came out in '95 originally, and Scorched Earth was '91. Okay, so a four year gap. That's pretty good. And kudos to you for your memory palace. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just channeling my inner Jake. Yeah, he he's probably just controlling all of us at this point. No, I, I'm telling you, he went out to uh, to Bali for the newest season of Survivor. He where, joined. Where the hell is Bali? Survivor. I've heard that too many times. You know, geography is kind of my Achilles heel. <laughs> Same. East. East. Okay. Good enough East. for me. <laughs> East. All right. Uh, GP, you ever play Worms then? No, I haven't played Worms. Oh, okay. Well, we're wow. going to have to remedy that. I think we're going to have to have a multiplayer thing. We're going to have to stream it because... That's one of those, you know, deal breaker things. We're going to either be, we're either going to bond or the podcast is going to end because of it. I hope it's the prior, not the latter, but it's something you have to be introduced to. No, I, I think we got a pretty solid foundation. We're, what, 50 some odd episodes in. We all agree about Jamie Lee Curtis. I think it's good. Yeah, this is true. True lies, baby. Oh, my God. Um, how about you? And tell me something about you. What was the earliest memory of you playing a game? And you're like, "Hey, this is kind of like something else, but not quite." Well, it it uh, I may have misunderstood the assignment a little bit. I I've been thinking about it all week, but hearing you say scratching the same itch kind of clarified it in a new way. So I think my earliest memory of that is Donkey Kong Junior. and Number Munchers. That counts. That sounds okay. I just want to hear it now. So, number munchers isn't ringing a bell. So, you're gonna to have to explain it to me. I assume you're talking about Donkey Kong Junior. Math and not just plain old Donkey Kong Junior. Math, yeah, the, the math one. Okay. Did I not say math? No, no. You did. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. DK Junior. Math. Okay. Uh, edutainment, uh, but fun and entertaining in its own kind of like um, same thing with number munchers. Okay, if you don't remember number munchers or if you didn't have access to it. It was on the same computer system that we played, uh, you know, in, in grade school as Oregon Trail, which we've talked about before. And it was just the green, you know, and whatever screen with the black background. And you had just this little character and you, you had to advance him on this grid by finding answers to a mathematical equation. You know, 46 plus 21 equals and then you could go up, left, right or down. So long as you pick the right number or which, whichever square had the right number in it. For me, it was kind of an ego thing. I've been very on the record about my ego being just out of control. <laughs> and uh, you're you're a prog drummer. I get it. Right. As uh, oh man, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's that's a great point. But no, it, it was one of those things. I didn't really care so much about learning math. I just wanted to beat the game, and it was an ego thing. Same thing with uh, DK Junior Math. I didn't really care. So much about what it was trying to teach me as it was like, damn it, I can do this. <laughs> that counts. I like it. Well, but turns out, in fact, no, I can't. Because uh, that, that math question earlier, 46 plus 21, still working on it. I think it's like 69. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
Someone say nice, please. Nice. nice. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm just going to leave it in there so everybody knows how desperate I was to get someone to say nice. <laughs> I, I think my original entry into the, the, the whole thing was maybe going to jokingly be Doki Doki Panic and Mario 1. But uh, no. Number Munchers, DK Junior Math. I like that. No, that's cool. And especially with like edutainment, that's something I played a lot of as a kid. Anytime we had like spare moments in like elementary school or even primary, I guess, whenever I had it, if I could load up Reader Rabbit or something like that or Math Rabbit, then I was straight to it. And then the real treat would be something like, you know, uh, what's it called? It's basically the memory cards game matching thing, but whatever, mm-hmm. like the, the game show version. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so yeah. But anyways. But anyways, so uh, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Has there been anything for you guys, for me, like, in recent memory? It, there's a little bit more of a gap. I think it's kind of cool when there's the first one, like Werewolf mentions, four years difference. So that's kind of cool for me because four years in the world of gaming is a long time. You know, people might jump onto a bandwagon of a game and then never play it again, you know? That's just how video games are. The the new piece of candy comes up and you kind of forget about the old one. But uh, for me, I liked playing Soul Blazer, which I owned is for some reason. I, I, I think I got it at a video store and uh, one that I frequented as a kid. When they started selling off their games, that, that was one of the first ones I got. And I don't know what happened to my copy of it, but I loved it and I miss it. So I had to play it again. And so I emulated it and I was like, this is just as good as I remember. And I remember there being some kind of link between that and Legend of Zelda. No, no, that's, that's a link to the past. Um, we're going to go talk about that and Illusion of Gaia. I remember the first reference to anything like that was actually in a magazine and I saw Soul Blazer. And then I saw Illusion of Gaia coming out because there's, you know, a little bit of a difference in release dates, obviously. Same same dev. And they had, in the magazine only, I never saw it on the, the book or on the cartridge or anything like that, but I saw it in a magazine ad only. It had, like, the Soul Blazer logo underneath everything else or above it, you know? So you're like, oh, these guys are related. This is part two. So I jumped on it and I realized this is a totally different game, but it still felt very similar. So you had to kill all the enemies, essentially, to unlock stuff, and you rebuild the town in Soul Blazer. In Illusion of Gaia, you kind of, instead of rebuilding the town, you kind of open up the next area. You get, you know, a bridge or a ladder or a ramp, something like that opens up so you can progress. It was kind of the same way, except there was a little bit more story in Soul Blazer, and there's a little bit more action in illusion of gaia so there's a third one that actually does the same thing in the same series called terra enigma i've i've seen people playing it i've gone out of my way not to watch them play it even though some of my favorite streamers and stuff will be playing it because i didn't want to spoil it because i loved the first two so much so now i'm still on the fence like should i do this but i want to beat a bunch of games maybe this will light that fire for me trying to get trying to get all three done but Apparently that's part of the same section and that those ones are all spiritual successors from the same dev. So it kind of, it's, it's kind of out, like out front with it, you know? Um, but yeah, these ones are older games. Obviously these are like early nineties for us that we're talking about here. Uh, probably late eighties, I guess for GP with the edutainment bone. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. So let's try something a little bit more recent. How about just something 
say within the last 10 years or so, uh, is there anything that stands out for you now? I've got one in mind already. I want to, I want to hear what you guys talk about. So how about you GP? Well, I, I've, I imagine somebody else is thinking this one also, but clearly we have to talk about the messenger, right? Oh yeah. That, 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 that is a very, very much a spiritual successor and they will admit it outright. Yeah. I mean, as they should, anybody who's seen or played the messenger, um, clearly can tell the ties to RC Pro-Am from the NES. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. kidding. Clearly Ninja, Ninja Gaiden. And uh, it's pretty, you know, you, you talk about a love letter to a previous sort of thing. Um, the only, oh, man, I'm trying to think even the, the best way to put it. Watching Werewolf play The Messenger was an absolute blast. It hit a lot of those same chords as... Ninja Gaiden, but it wasn't a carbon copy, but updated. You know how, like, they did uh, Mega Man 9 and Mega Man 10, where it's new, but it's the exact same old old thing? Yeah. Right. It was, like, this completely different level of awesomeness while still having that same... It's like how there's different types of chocolate. Or, like, chocolate ice cream, right? You can have <laughs> chocolate ice cream, you're like, this is great. And then later on, you grow up, and you're like, this is Moose Tracks. This is fucking rad. Or this is rock and, uh, Rocky Road. Wait, you guys you guys have moose tracks in the U.S.? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know you guys which, had meese. <laughs> we don't. That's just the title. And the reason they call it that is because Tiny Shits was not a very appetizing <laughs> name for ice cream. But uh, no, for me, uh, the messenger is the Rocky Road to Ninja Gaiden's chocolate. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. That's a pretty good comparison there. And there is not like an insult. Like if you made that probably around the same time, people would be like, oh, this is just a copy of Ninja Gaiden. You know, if there's a, if there's a significant gap between them, like, you know, four plus years, we, like we were talking about earlier, it's it's more of a like a, it's, it feels more like a spiritual successor and less of just a cash grab. And, you know, there are cash grabs out there. We're not going to lie about that. But when it's this direct, when you see it, and even like the composer for the music from the original Ninja Gaiden, liked it so much that he put his own track on the on the messenger later on that's that's showing you know i did not know that we love this game yeah yeah it's really cool wow should check that out yeah so um yeah that's a great great example thanks this thanks gp how about you werewolf well i definitely have a few of them but if you want one of the more recent ones uh probably axiom verge to metroid okay and I mean, we're talking the original Metroid. It's, it's, it's not going to be to anything beyond Metroid One because it's very much like the first Metroid, just with a, more going on. It's like if okay. you went from Metroid One, and it sort of veered off about thirty degrees from where the Metroid <laughs> series went. <laughs> like, there's still a lot there that you'd come across in later Metroid games, but it's also still very 8-bit, still very true to that, you know, a lot of exploration, a lot of backtracking. Because in other, in in subsequent Metroid games, they do kind of reduce the backtracking to a degree. Yeah. Whereas uh, Axiom Verge, it, it held tight almost a little too much, but the, eventually you sort of get ways to you open up a shortcut that still requires you walk like 15 minutes to get from A to B sometimes. Okay, so it's it's true Metroid in that way. Yes. <laughs> nice. Would you say it was a ripoff or do you think it's 
Like, would you say it's it's more trying to just steal business from people who love Metroid, or do you feel like it's more of an homage and people are actually just saying, we love this game enough to make our own and we want it to to scratch an itch ourselves. No, it was it was definitely an homage to the original. It's like it's a total love letter to the original Metroid. This was not a ripoff. This wasn't this was not Mighty Number no. 9. This was <laughs> <laughs> This is like this is someone who loved the original Metroid and took the idea and ran with it. Now, I I seen people mentioning that that's actually made by one person. That's a single yes, dev. Yes. I it? think it took him 5 years. Nice. So that's that's pretty impressive. When you have someone doing wearing all the hats like that, that's kind of blows my mind. You know, you have to be a musician, you have to be an artist, you have to be a, like a programmer, and those are completely different skill sets. They might help each other out, but at the same time, that's a lot of work for one person. So I think that's amazing. That was a game I opened on Christmas morning two years ago. I don't know, whatever, whenever it first came out for Switch, I got it that following Christmas. Okay, cool. I opened it on Christmas morning. It was beaten by the day, by the afternoon, day after Christmas. <laughs> nice. And I had probably over 20 hours in it when I did so. So it, Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that it's a short game, it's just you put the, you put the time in. I was definitely engrossed. That's that's the sign of a good game, and I think usually when that that happens, for me, it makes me want to play the game again because I enjoyed it so much. I don't, I'm not like, oh, no, this was so cool, but I'm done with it. No, it's usually like, let's do it again. I would say with the messenger, it was very much like that. With uh, for me with Axiom Verge, it was a sort of one time deal just because there was so much going on in that game. And Understandable. There was a there was a lot of WTFery going on in there, so. <laughs> nice have you played uh, axiom verge gp i haven't i've played metroid but i haven't played axiom verge you know check it out i think this is going to be educainment edu- edutainment for all of us i just made yes. up my own word okay yeah that's that's really cool i like the sound of that i i've had that on my wish list for oh god over a year now actually but again trying to work through my steam library slowly but surely is uh it's happening doesn't help yeah. that I started playing Stardew, so I mean that's a little bit more of a open end. There you you just found one. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's actually I wasn't even <laughs> going to mention that, <laughs> but, but we can talk about that for a split second here. Yeah, so that's for uh, anybody who knows Stardew Valley is heavily heavily a spiritual successor to. Take it away, werewolf. Uh, Harvest Moon. I had to think about it for a second. My brain was like, I know it. I loved this game. If you said Farmville, then I'm just planning to destroy <laughs> you in worms. I'm going to go straight for you, even if you're on my team. Just to clarify something for listeners, I I know there's like a weird... Th- there was sort of a breakup between Harvest Moon and itself a few years back. So there's a lot of games that have come out in the last few years that are called Harvest Moon. They are not actually harvest moon uh it is so the company that was making bringing harvest moon to the west lost the rights to harvest moon's games but held the rights to the name so now the new harvest moon games coming out i know it's kind of weird right so i think natsume has 
the name rights. So they keep making Harvest Moons that are apparently super garbage. And then <laughs> the other franchise, so the, the, the true Harvest Moon games went on to be called Story of Seasons, I believe. I didn't even know there was like the offshoot like that. So that's kind of cool. And in fact, there's one that I just saw drop on the Switch. I saw a news thing about it. It's uh, <laughs> either of you guys familiar with that anime called Doraemon, the the one with the cat with no ears. I thought that was Pikachu. No. He's got ears, doesn't he? <laughs> I've never seen the anime in my life, but I've seen like I remember reading EGM articles about Doraemon games since the early '90s, and. Apparently, that's the newest story of seasons is that anime cat. Hmm. Wow. Okay. See, I had no idea. I just thought that Netsume was making all the. Making basically, as far as I knew, just a new version of Harvest Moon for every Nintendo console that came out. So, was there only the original or is the 64 one involved? How does that work? Uh, no, no, no. This is like literally six, seven years ago, maybe. It was sometime oh, okay, during so. the 3DS's lifespan that this all happened, so it's not that long ago. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. So they had they already had established themselves basically, and they're just like, okay, yeah, we gotta we gotta churn this out some more. Yeah, I th- I think most of the Harvest Moons anybody listening here or talking here would be familiar with were yeah actually what people would think of as Harvest Moon. So Stardew Valley is not Harvest Moon. Gotcha. But it's also a better Harvest Moon than Harvest Moon ever was. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard that comparison and <laughs> I never I never got into uh Harvest Moon. I had the one on an N64, I had the one on Super Nintendo, and I played both just long enough to log like, you know, maybe a week in game or something like that, and that was it. So that's kind of what put me off from doing Stardew because I was like, no, this is this is too open-ended for me. And now I've been playing Stardew with friends, and yeah, I'm addicted. I haven't gone quite as crazy as I did with Terraria, but still. <laughs> so seeing as we accidentally stumbled onto Stardew, what was the the title you were actually going to throw at us? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I'm going to talk about a game series now. There's three of these out, and... I, I've played these three. I haven't played the the Inspirado, I want to call it, as to quote Jack Black. Um, I was going to ask if it was Lords of Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's let's not talk about that. <laughs> Look on its on its own, I enjoyed that game. It's just don't call it Castlevania, okay? That's 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 how I look at it. <laughs> um, even with the jank, it was a beautiful looking game. So. No, what I was thinking of was actually Bioshock. And for anybody who doesn't know, I only realized this, or I found out about this recently, is that that was a spiritual successor to System Shock, or System Shock 2, apparently. And that's a game I never even heard of until I came to Twitch. And I've seen people play it. It looks great. You know, old... uh, I looked at it and watching it, you know, people playing this older shooter, and I was like, what is this? System Shock. Okay. And I said to somebody this kind of looks like Portal meets Bioshock. And someone says, well, it's funny you should say that because, and apparently it was 
literally a spiritual successor is is what the uh, the devs said we wanted to make something like system shock so that's really cool i don't know if there's anybody involved in that one or if it was just you know that much of an influence that they wanted to make their own version but whatever it is i'm thankful because that is probably one of the best games of or game series i've ever played the second one is kind of eh worth playing but not worth like going out of your way to but the first and the third or infinite as the third one's called uh two different storylines they have just enough of a link to each other to make it just stick out you can kind of fill in uh what's the word connect the dots and be like okay here and there and every now and then they actually throw in a couple references so uh, the references to themselves within bioshock universe is is enough for me that makes me that it makes me stick out but they also feel like separate entities and that's probably what i like about it so much so it made me want to play system shock even more because i want to see what inspired it and how they improved it how they uh emulated it kind of deal you know how whatever they did for it so yeah anybody here have any experience with bioshock besides me i think werewolf does Mm, like 15 minutes of the first one what well yeah if that if that didn't hook you by then (laughs) that wasn't the case i was saving it for streaming and i just haven't gotten around to streaming it okay that's fair gp if you uh if you want to try a more modern shooter i'd definitely check it i'd check that one out i've i've been saving it for werewolf to stream it (laughs) (laughs) good answer good answer no i no i've picked i've picked up the case (laughs) (laughs) that's a problem i have with a lot of games is like i want to play that i want to stream it i don't play it yet yeah so that i i understand that completely (laughs) i think that's what's taking me so long with my steam library work through because i've been like i haven't played that should stream it i don't think i'd enjoy it so much myself but i want to you know share that experience with others but We'll find out. I don't know. That one, I, if you stream it, I want a heads up because I love that game. The first one and the third one, I honestly, I can't even choose which one I like better because they're so close and for different reasons. And almost the same reasons. Is it, is it, isn't that weird? <laughs> I think one thing that actually stood out for me is I never get to play it right away. And one of my best friends from high school, he had... I don't know if he had like a PS3 or if he had it on PC. I can't even remember what it was on, but he played it right away. It's probably PS3. And I, I saw a commercial for it. I said, this looks really cool. I just saw commercials on TV, you know, when I still had cable, you know, before the days of Netflix. And uh, I said, what are you doing? He's like, Play, just finished playing Bioshock. And he like, he was playing it for like a couple hours. And then I said, Oh, that looks that looks awesome. Tell me about it. And my friend basically told me step by step the entire intro, like the first twenty minutes of the game, in as much detail as possible. Like I had this vivid memory in my head or like in my head because I felt like I was there because he described it. He's one of those guys that, you know, he's super good at trivia and really good at remembering movie quotes, so he's always quoting movies like nonstop. And so he had like the memory for it and just basically spoke it out step by step and so when i finally got to play it i knew everything that was coming but i was seeing it before my eyes and it was exactly if not better than i expected and i was like this okay so i was instantly hooked and i had to beat it and so it was just straight through 
And the kind of same thing when I played Infinite finally, I was playing the second one while my friends were playing Infinite because I got it used for like five bucks. <laughs> I was like, I want to play this. I want to play this. When I finally got it, just straight through. And same <laughs> effect. I just couldn't get enough of it. And the story is just one of those games that is where it's, uh, I'm just kind of gushing about this game, but I'm okay with that. Uh, it, it's really something you can actually discuss. There's an, there's enough, I guess, philosophy, philosophy, philosophy behind it. And, uh, it's just, it, well, it's just the way it's done. It's really cool. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to play. I think it's just 10 out of 10 for me. I definitely want to try that. I, 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 I kind of find it, uh, find it a little, uh, on point that you were streaming Batman and mm -hmm. my kid saw it and he was like, Hey, that looks like Spider-Man. <laughs> so <laughs> that one. Yeah. You know what? So someone lied to your kid about Spider-Man. No, no. Batman and Spider-Man. There's very similar gameplay mechanics at work in both of those games. Yeah. And that's why I want to play Spider-Man, because it plays like the Arkham games, from what I'm told. Yeah, but their costumes are completely different. <laughs> you know? You know what? I want to I want to give my kid credit for realizing that the gameplay mechanics were extremely similar, instead of with almost every other game. He's like, oh, so like Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> hey look spiritual successor for minecraft all right let's something something terraria no <laughs> yeah no that that's a really good point i never even thought of that and that's two different franchises from two warring uh companies basically <laughs> dc and marvel i mean there's been crossovers but i mean they're competition to each other and the fact that there's such a big um link between the two for gameplay mechanics like that, that is really cool. And that's probably what actually turned me towards the Spider-Man game and me at least wanting to play it because I'm not a big Marvel guy anymore. I'm a, I'm definitely a DT dude. But uh, <laughs> you can't, you're not allowed to like both, right? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bull. You can like whatever you want. But uh, either way. <laughs> yeah, you can like both, but there always has to be that moment of push come to shove gun to your head. You have to choose one. Which one's it going to be? Yeah, okay. Well, in that case, DC for sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, hope Werewolf, I hope Werewolf is the Marvel one because I know GP and I have a serious love for DC stuff. Who published The Tick? <laughs> <laughs> more, more seriously, uh, what I had on my mind all week in regards to this episode is actually also Soul Blazer. But we're going to step away from the creation trilogy, as it's known, and head on over to Dark Cloud for the PS2. Ah, yes. Actually, that's something you mentioned. Yes. Dark Cloud always struck me as very much like Soul Blazer, where you're dungeon crawling, killing things off to gather up parts of the village to piece it back together. A little more hands-on with the piecing the village back together, whereas it's like you get a part or a person, or a building, or whatever, and take it back to town, put it together, and then people are like, hey, hey, I don't like this person as my neighbor. Or, you know, I want to I wanna live near there so I can always smell the fresh bread being baked, you know? And you sort of arrange Look, the village. that kind of choice, I'd move my house in a heartbeat, too. <laughs> so they, they ask you to rearrange the village so that they're, they the villagers are happy with the way it's arranged. But other than that, like, a lot of the same elements are at play in both of these games. 
Yeah, see, I I never got into the games. I saw you playing them before, and I never saw it, but I can totally, totally get that now. All right, how about you, GP? All right, so I've got two that are on my mind. Uh, one I, I only mentioned because I've got a lot of experience with one game and not so much with the other, but I remember when I was playing it, my older cousins had pointed out, oh, that's a reference to this other game, and then I completely forgot about it until becoming a streamer. So it was kind of like this, holy shit, that's what they were talking about, you know, 25 years ago. And that game is Bionic Commando uh, for the NES. So the the through kind of like thread here is that in Bionic Commando, your character is Lad, and he has been sent to retrieve Super Joe, who is the main character from Commando. And that's about it. So it's kind of that on-the-nose, like, tip of the hat, you know, sort of thing, but uh, aside from that, there's not there's not much else, to my understanding, that, that ties the two together. So in a way, spiritual successor, not necessarily sequel, but definitely same universe. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was about to say, like, so it's almost like an unofficial, but still kind of official sequel? Yeah, it's, it's referential, but not in too many ways other than, like, one direct name drop. Yeah, okay. I like that. That's 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 kind of cool because it makes them separate in a way, and you know they're linked, but at the same time they're separate entities, and that's that's something I can respect with a lot of uh, franchises that do that. It's to me, it's it's the exact opposite of like Contra and Super C, where it's essentially the same game, same characters, same mechanics, just different screen backgrounds and different obstacles. Okay, where you know because that's Contra and Super C. And then you take Bionic Commando to Commando, and it's just, hey, here's a reference. Otherwise, it's a new game. Right. But yeah. So that was one. And the other is um, the connection between uh, Superman 64 and a turd that I left in my neighbor's backyard in the late 90s. <laughs> Both were uh, need- <laughs> needlessly rushed. I've practiced this, trying not to laugh. And nobody who experienced any part of it enjoyed it. So in that way, they're identical. That's... Superman 64, and a shit that I took in my neighbor's backyard. Would you guys believe <laughs> that I never actually saw Superman 64 in action until this week? I watched MRR Night play a little bit of it. <laughs> Please? You should have seen. You should have seen the shit though. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me I that. Tried you... to. <laughs> I thought you were going to start saying something about Superman 64. And pilot wings because of the flying through rings. That's all I can think of. Oh. Nope. Nope. Pilot wings much better. <laughs> yeah, pilot wings. Superman 64 and just this giant turd. Yeah. Pilot wings 64 I remember playing a lot of. So that worked a whole lot better than Superman 64. And there's a lot more reason behind it. It's like I can picture someone having a reason to go through these flying things in the sky to the point where when I played the original pilot wings, I actually thought that that was something you could do as a skydiver was lead your way through rings in the sky. So, (laughs) yeah. And can you imagine like if you're a citizen of metropolis and you look up and you see Superman trying to fly through these fucking rings and you realize if he misses one, we're all dead. That'd be the worst. (laughs) That'd be the worst Superman ever. Also, I don't know who the uh, developers are of Superman 64, but similarly, I'm sure we both pushed for a solid product. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Did nice. you? Okay. I did. Well, I never watched it, thankfully. Um, yeah. 
right. we can just cut all of that out. None of the last five minutes has to make it in. Oh, that, that just means it's staying in now. <laughs> Shit. That's, that's the code. That's the code for, I'm going to act like I don't want people to hear this, but damn it, it better be in there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. That's awesome. So, yeah, I, I never even thought about that before with the... Uh... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I want to say something about Nesticle because I heard you giggling that much over the Mr. episode, but that was nothing to do with <laughs> right. it. Yeah, no, this is really cool. I, I definitely want to check out the, the games that you guys mentioned. Because Commando, when you say Commando, I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, not right. a game. <laughs> and now, now I want to play Dark Cloud again and give it a shot because I'm like, if I like these two games, I should like this. So I'll, I'll be in it with a different frame of mind when I'm going and that that can change your experience with the new game, or at least new to you. Funnily enough, I think the uh, the Dark Cloud game can be run off into its own set of spiritual successors just over and over again through the whole... I want to say the developer was level five. Basically okay. through almost their entire catalog of games, like Dark Cloud 2, which was only apparently Dark Cloud 2 in North America. Everywhere else it was Dark Chronicle. Okay. And then there was Rogue Galaxy, which was Galaxy. very different, but uh, like it was still it was kind of like let's make a a semi action RPG Star Wars game, but very anime and all that kind of stuff. But uh, like it it was a lot of fun and it played very much like Dark Cloud, Dark Chronicle, and then even up to the more recent ones, Nino Kuni and Nino Kuni Two. Apparently, they all play very similarly and have similar. I don't. I don't want to call it a mini game or like a sub game, but mechanics that add to the main game. Through like in in Dark Cloud, it was building villages, the Georama system. I guess that's back in the Nino Kuni games. Okay. In Rogue Galaxy, you build a factory to be able to produce your gear and upgrades and such. So it's it always has that sort of like build a layout for something to enhance what you get in return. I like that. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that that's definitely worth checking out. So, and that was PS2 era. Yeah, Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud Two, and Rogue Galaxy are all PS2. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right on. Nino Kuni is the the newer ones. The, I think two just came out three years ago, four years ago. And then they both just got a HD remaster. Nice. But not like Mario 3D All-Stars. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Shh, we don't talk about that one anymore. <laughs> yeah, we, we got, got it out of our system. system. Yeah. And into another one entirely where it doesn't work half as good. Okay. Um, that's a Switch joke. Anyways. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's great, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining me in on the conversation here. I really appreciate it because... After watching so many videos of people talking about the same spiritual successors and stuff, I just kind of wanted to have more of a personal approach to it. So I wanted to hear what you guys had to explain. I had have I wanted to hear what you guys experienced more than just hashing out facts. So that's that's kind of what I like doing here as much as I can because it's where I bonded with you guys. It's, it's where you made friends. And. So. To our listeners, like, feel free to mention any that we missed because, I mean, I could lightning round off probably five or six other IPs that did this, 
but <laughs> we have so much time that we can record here. So, like, talk to us about which ones you've got on your mind while you're listening. Yeah, I definitely see this being like we could probably do this episode again later on with completely different titles. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do a spiritual successor to this episode. Oh my god, oh, I love it! But not a direct sequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have I have whole just other neighbors to discuss. <laughs> so we're going to talk about pilot wings. We're going to talk about bloodstained because we never talked about that yet. So <laughs> that is as literal spiritual successor as you can get. Um, but yeah, no, and I'm still going to play that one. So <laughs> before before we start talking about more games that we still have to play, uh, werewolf, can we find any more of you here? How can we, how can we get a hold of you? Uh, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here and say Twitch. And Twitter, <laughs> Werewolf, W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F. Sweet. Okay, and GP, how about you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash theretrotherapy. Underscore? Nope, no, no underscore No, the underscore anymore. is gone. <gasps> it's gone. It's the end of an era. But we're going back to a, a previous, much better era. Yeah. So, yeah, the retrotherapy, and you can find, <laughs> yeah, Twitch, Twitter, Insta, YouTube, and of course, press B to cancel. Sweet. And Jake, how about you? I'll be joining the cast of Salon de Ton, uh, Cirque du Soleil, Flaming Hot Garbage. GP is great. You know, I, I almost believed it for a second. You could have just said voice mod, but oh. yeah, we could do it in post. Yeah, It'd the retrotherapy fine. was sort of like it's it sort of went through its own like Coca Cola spiritual successor phase there you got you got coke you got classic or you got new coke with the therapy couch classic uh, coke. the retro therapy underscore when they rebranded it as classic coke <laughs> and then when they finally dropped the classic coke it just went back to coca-cola that's where we are now <laughs> it's the origin the origin sorry not the origin i was gonna say original actually the retro therapy was the second name of the channel originally it had been <laughs> this is something true. else and we switched it to that so but it was only that for like a month yeah this is true i always forget about yeah. that do you think we've beat this we, horse enough yet that's it's a good trivia question for anybody listening do you know the original name of the retro therapies channel yeah if you do send it in discord or on twitter i have no prizes to give away but if you look at the emotes there's a clue <laughs> oh shit okay yeah so if you have it find us on twitter press b to cancel and see if you can comment and tell us gp's original name again <laughs> also, we don't have a winner besides bragging points right uh another little side contest here has anybody seen sick jake if you have please let us know where <laughs> and if we need to be concerned i want to see i want to see where people come up with this, this jake if you can hear us <laughs> text us please where in the world is? And then right there, you just got to throw him saying sick Jake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. And uh, we will catch you again next week. And hopefully, hopefully we have uh, some more updates on where Jake is. We'll keep looking. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll keep looking. This has been Press B to Cancel. Thank you, everybody. Special thanks for music. Go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. 
For more episodes, please visit our website at pressbtocancel.com. As well, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else you'd like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been... Press B to cancel.